Hey everybody, welcome to a conversation on First John. Uh, it is the day after Thanksgiving, so everybody's having a little bit of a trip to fan hangover. Hmm. Did you guys take a nap? I didn't eat turkey, but mm. I, I had more of a charcuterie hangover myself. Yeah, mm. I like charcuterie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did the the cliche of we did a bunch of outside stuff in the morning, ate a late lunch, and then I sat down on the couch when there was football on and had about oh. perfect, like, 15 minutes of... You dadded it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Football happened yesterday? Yeah. I guess. Lions something. Yeah. Lions, Tigers, and Bears, I think. It was like a, a three-team <laughs> three, three game. Three-team game. Yeah. No, the thing that I noticed as I was walking on the treadmill at the gym was that Drew Holcomb and the neighbors played at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade yesterday. So that was fun. I don't know who Drew Holcomb is. Doesn't matter. It's yeah. one of my one of my one of my favorite bands. I don't know. It's music that Greg would hate. It's music that Scott AKA would go. This is folk music. music. It is folk music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a ukulele and stuff. <laughs> ukulele. You know, first John tells us you need to love people. Uh, yeah. I love the John, I don't know if we've ever spent more time on one chapter in the corner church world. No, I've been I've been a little shocked and also pretty happy with it. It's been good to go yeah. through. This this chapter is First John chapter two is walking through some realities of it's written to a group of people that are drifting from the main things from Jesus and also drifting from. Well, they hated each other. So that's a lot of things happening there. Yeah. And uh, um, this letter comes with some pretense, like Jesus is Messiah, Savior. You need him. Also, while you need a Messiah, a Messiah is not an excuse to do whatever. You still have to live in right relationship with God, strive not to walk away from God. And really like the John 13, the Gospel of John 13, to love as Jesus loved. And uh, and then also on that, there's a lot of, First John chapter 2 is a lot of who you should listen to. Hmm. Um, you should listen to people that are loving others. Uh, we all are in different seasons of the journey of life and faith. and uh, But love others and uh, don't love the world. And then... Today, in, in these verses, the 18 through 27, there's this emphasis on, it's like the third element. I don't, even, I don't know what the other two are. But this element of, uh, you should listen to God. God is, uh, he's giving you, he's leading you. And I think that's a really complex thing because I, I can think of a number of people in the sun, on Sunday in the North Loop when we say that, uh, so God is real. Sure. Whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, God, you can have a relationship with God, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, in that relationship with God, God interacts. You can interact with God. Okay. I, I can do some stuff. And he interacts with you. No. <laughs> nope. And, yep. and I think that is, uh, I mean, there's, it's, it's a faith element, but also, uh, yeah, a cultural thing. I, I'm just trying to wrap my head around why there are some people in Christendom that feel like God interacts with like 
I was in the grocery store. Should I get the store brand cranberries or the name brand cranberries? And so I got, I felt this leading. And then there are other, the other end of Chris, like to get the store brand. Oh, oh, okay. I was, I was just making sure. <laughs> no, I don't know. But then it was ocean spray. <laughs> but then there's the other end of it is that sure God is real and he loves us, but, but he has zero interaction. I wouldn't bring insignificant or anything to him because of, you know, and so, uh, I don't know if it's a thing where the middle is the answer. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, I was just, I was like thinking like, what are the, uh, what are the extreme implications of yeah. living life on each end of that spectrum? And well, I think people that, actors say they want to bring everything they want to pray about everything well in my human brain i think that's dumb <laughs> like i feel i just I, I feel myself quickly getting judgmental of that uh well i think in like a parenting type of perspective is that you know if if every single thing needs to be micromanaged you just go i feel like it's putting humanity in the nature of god but also God put his God amity, but his, I don't know what God's nature is in us. Yeah. And so <laughs> I tried to make up a God word. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> but, but the thing that, you know, us being made in the image of God, uh, the needing to have everything told, you know, should I tie my shoes now? Or it's like, uh -huh. if you come, I, I get the full dependence and relationship with God. But there are some things that I, again, this is my understanding of the nature of God, is that God would go, listen, do you want to take a your sip of your coffee now? Or now? Whatever. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, you know, you get to you the, you get to the, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is, et cetera, et cetera, admirable, all those things. Think about and do those things. Like, there you go. Yeah. Okay. And then that encompasses so much or it encompasses not, am I going to drink my coffee now? Because I mean, coffee is a pure, lovely, admirable thing. But I think that like God doesn't care if I drink well, my coffee now or later. Like it's, it's, it's there's a degree you know, of just trusting. Yeah. The, the line is not, should I do this thing now or later? The, the line is, should I do this thing? I think, uh, yeah, even with that, I feel like you bring things to God and you're like, should I do this? And God's like, if you want. But, but that's the thing is, it, it goes farther and farther back. It, and it gets to, is that going to impact negatively your, your walk with Christ, your walk towards Christ, all of those things. Yeah. And most of the time, I, I would say, my, in my interpretation, uh, if it would negatively impact that, then most of the time, even if God, if you're just like, should I do this? And you don't get out of the answer or whatever. Like yeah. God is saying, no, don't do that. <laughs> like, you're, you know, well, I, like I always, in my head, I just picture the, the people that like are paralyzed by yes. unsure what God wants to do. Yes. Like, they are like, they're like, like eight year olds who never learned to walk. And so their parents have to carry them everywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I think I, I just, I have a picture of like the God I read about is so empowering of normal people. 
And if you want to use an older word, like gift anointing people, right? It's that empowerment, anointment to like actually do the work of God. And if we can't figure out, if we can't decipher what that is, then we are so far from ever doing it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's the, this is the words of the author. He goes, you don't need somebody to teach you. You know what to do. And and so the there's a lot of there's a lot of things happening behind that statement. Again, that uh, there is the things that you have been taught. There's the experiences that you have. Uh, there is there is the truths truths of Christ. There is um, discipleship things that the examples that have been led to you. And then there's also what is alluded to in this uh, in this text in the author. Of First John is that there's also God is speaking to you. He's guiding you, and I always come back to um, the Genesis one, the creation narrative is that God created, and then day seven was a day of rest, but it also was a day of God trusting what He created, and uh, and so that's a, a part of that Sabbath or that part of God uh, sitting back and letting. You know, he put things, spun it into motion, and uh, and on that seventh day, God rested. Meant that uh, I, I don't I don't know my theology of does God interact on that seventh day, but I do believe that He does trust what He created, and uh, that's what it's such a heavy statement. Where uh, in verses twenty one. Why in the world? I'm not writing you because you do not know the truth, but you do know what. And so to live in that. And then the the last verses or the last words of 27, um, just remain in him. And that, again, that goes all the way back to the even that beginning premise of, so it does remain in him is that um, an odd is he talking to himself or to God right now? Or remain in him? Is that a just a is that a lifestyle? Is that subconscious conscious? Yeah, yeah just wrestle with it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it feels like the the whole point of this is to get people to wrestle with those two realities. Yes. Uh, you're anointed or empowered or trusted, whatever, to do things. You don't need you don't need it dictated to you. But also remain in God. And I feel like if you just take one of those, if you just take the I'm empowered anointed, it's easy to go off the end of like being self-righteous. Like I have yeah. to figure it out, they don't. Yep. Uh, they need to be more like me. Or if you just take the remain in him to the extreme, then you get that paralyzed, like I God didn't tell me which thing to do. And so you these are definitely two things that should always be in conversation together yeah and that's the i really think it's an an important why in the road is that should we seek god's micromanagement or direction or should we seek to remain in relationship with him and i think those are really different at least i can make them very different in practice and uh um, i feel like the I mean, the beauty of remain, the remain in him thing is it's it's pretty ambiguous in general. Yes. Which 
gives lend to the reality that what it looks like for you and for me and somebody that uh, is a child that is just like starting their faith journey, like what it mm -hmm. means to remain in him is probably pretty vastly different. Just like how when your responsibilities change as you get older mm -hmm. and as you mature. And so like, I think to remain in him for somebody that's been around church and in faith a long time can be about like creating things and doing that. And then on the other end of the spectrum, it can be a lot more just kind of like base level of like just increasing awareness of mm -hmm. who God is. I don't know. I think it, it just, it can look very different. And so to give someone like, this would be so much easier if the author just said, remain in him. And here is the daily checklist to do that. Yeah. I, I think the, the thing that really breaks in me, and I've definitely had seasons where I've really wanted it, uh, is that, like I can externally can say, you know what, if if I could just know what God wants, if I could hear from him, if he would speak something, if I would audibly hear it or whatever that is, then it'd be so easy because then I know what to do and I would do it. And the pattern in biblical narrative is that there is a ton of moments where people do hear or get direction from God and they do it. And there is more <laughs> of them hearing, getting direction from God and not doing it. There's more. That's the and that's the need for Messiah. You know, that's like the premise of First John chapter two is that I'm writing you this so that you would live away from sin, not sin anymore. But you do need a Messiah. Yeah. And the walking in relationship with God, away from connection to sin or sinning, walking away from God, is not just about knowing what to do. It's what are you going to do with what you know what to do, and. Uh, I mean, that's the beautiful picture of, uh, like, the Bible as a metaphor of relationship between humanity and God. Is I, I would say probably not only does the Bible represent that people more often hear from God and don't do it, yeah. I would say that's actually probably reality, too, is yeah. like you, people have moments of like, oh, I know this is right, or I'm supposed to do, and I'm not going to. Well, that's, but that's, yeah, but that's, 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 um, as we... As this is walked through with these people in Ephesus in First John, as now we walk through this, is that it can have this moment of like uh, the author saying, "You know what to do. I don't have to teach you something." It's the same thing that's true when you know, somebody has me. I have a moment where I just go, "I don't know if I really care enough to change what I'm going to do." Hmm. Maybe if God would tell me to stop or change or feel bad or whatever <laughs> then maybe and yeah I, I know that these 10 people that are walking with jesus have told me to not fight yes god would just tell me yes and uh that's that's the thing that if i can just like have the wake-up call like what are you waiting for what, what what do you want to hear and i think that that's a cultural thing if you just grab people in our world, general people in our world, um, if we feel as followers of Christ that discipling them is to give them a moment where God sticks his face to the clouds and proves his reality, biblical narrative and me proves that his proved reality does not guarantee following him or change. Mm -hmm. It is it is the choice that it's those last words of 27. 
I'm going to tell you the simple, this is here, ready for the secret? Remain in me. <laughs> remain in God. Remain. And unfortunately, remain, there's no coupon for remain. It's, you got to go for it. You have to choose to do it. Not free. I think that probably, I mean, we've talked about it for the whole podcast, but that probably makes people go, well, what do I do? Or, you know, get stuck in the, in the analyzing. But to me, it feels so free. Yeah. To be like, remain in me. Okay. And then there's so much. Yeah. There's so much that we can do. Yeah. I think it never gets boring. Well, the, for me, the biggest practical of like when I read that or hear remain in him, uh, and this may be, I mean, we're not trying to be prescriptive, uh, but for me, it's about finding practices that give me hope for uh, what God's doing. So it's it's just like, how, how do I know I'm remaining in God? Well, do I have hope for the things of God? That's a good measure for me. Yeah. Rich? I might have said it all. <laughs> no, the one thing that I keep thinking of is, uh, you know, the literal last thing that Jesus said was, hey, go do go do stuff. Yeah, It's like, go do stuff, specifically make disciples, but go do stuff because I have authority that you have. So it's it's like, if you're, the remaining comes with authority of Christ. Yeah. And do stuff. So it's like, yeah. And then just, just, you're if you're focused in remaining then the stuff you do is going to be hopeful and yeah yeah helpful. it's good math it's good math remain and it equals mm -hmm. yeah that's great mm -hmm. cool we'll see you next week for uh continuing our conversation on first john <laughs>